So when it comes to the Christmas story, as we've said numerous times here, uh, we're often associated with the, the child, the child's version of the Christmas story, which is lovely, involves putting tea towels on your head and someone dressing up as a donkey and someone dressing up as a, a little bullock or something. And it's all lovely and cute. And we forget the adult version and the real significance or depth or danger or responsibility and all these other things associated with the same Christmas story. So when the angel Gabriel appears to Our Lady, his first words to her, and it's unfortunate that we don't actually translate it this way in the Hail Mary, we call it the Hail Mary, as in like salutations Mary, greetings Mary, but scripture would say rejoice was how he greeted Our Lady. He says rejoice Mary, rejoice so highly favoured. That would be a lovely way to start the Hail Mary. You know, rejoice, Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. It'd be lovely. But it's, it's actually apparently more, scriptural, more scripturally accurate as well. So rejoice. The first word that he uses to address or to greet Our Lady is be joyful. Rejoice. And that's lovely. I think until this point, like, we're all happy. We all agree. Great. Good. Bring that on. Yeah, that's, I, I, can, I, can, I can handle that. Rejoice. Yeah. Lovely. Joy. I can I could do it a bit of that, so it's all great. The story is lovely, you know. It's it's all beautiful and joyful and light so far. Okay, so rejoice so highly favored. The Lord is with you. Like what a greeting, what a what a gift, what a what a what a what a, what a truth, what a reality that that Our Lady, because of her perfect collaboration with. The, the singular grace received from God to be preserved from all stain of original sin. She had worked with that. She had never sinned. So yes, she was pleasing to God. Yes, she was a, a worthy dwelling place for God the Son. Okay, so it's, it's, the story is all good so far. But this is the, the, the beauty of the Christian story is that we can bring in together the, the cross and the crown, the gall and the glory, the joy and the sorrow, See, this is, like, this, this is why like, authentic Christianity or authentic Catholicism isn't a prosperity gospel because that's, that's too easy. You know, follow Jesus and you get rich, okay? But that's not really the way it works. You know, follow Jesus and everything gets healed and you follow Jesus and everything goes well. But look at the lives of any saint you want. That's not their story. So do they not follow the Lord authentically or correctly or what? Look at the lives of the apostles. Look at the life of Jesus himself. You know, who follows God's will perfectly and ends up on the cross. So, so we have to be, be careful to not oversimplify because that's, it's not the Christian story. In our story, our, our faith brings together the, the, the beauty and the difficulty, the cross and the crown, the crown of thorns and the crown of glory. It brings them together and that's, that's the, 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 the beauty of our faith. That's that's why it's, it's real, it's authentic. It has everything to do with your life. And when it's correctly understood, it has everything to do with our cross and our illness and our inability and our brokenness. It has everything to do with that. It's not just a faith reserved for Sunday morning. So, rejoice, so highly favoured, the Lord is with you. But Our Lady's reaction seems odd considering such an elated greeting. She was deeply disturbed by these words and asked herself what this greeting could mean. Disturbed. 
Now, admittedly, seeing an angel, and it's kind of hard to imagine, or we don't really know how how the angel Gabriel appeared. As in, was it in a was he surrounded by light? Uh, did he appear in human form? We don't we don't really know. It's hard to say. There's no point really. I think uh, guessing either way. If he, if he appeared kind of somewhat normally uh, as a human, or if he appeared in a, in, a, in a glorious kind of a fashion, we don't really know. Either way, she's disturbed by these words. The Lord is with you. Rejoice so highly, favored. The Lord is with you. It doesn't seem like something to be to be disturbed about. Mary, do not be afraid. The angel Gabriel says, "You have won God's favor. Listen." You are to conceive and bear a son, and you must name him Jesus. So Our Lady had correctly understood that her vocation was to be a virgin. Again, she had prayed about this, she had discerned this, and she was very confident that her vocation was to be a virgin. Okay. And then the angel comes and says, okay, you're going to be a mom. How can I do both? How is it? Is, so is is it that the this stage of virginity is now over and now I I become a mom, or is it how how am I supposed how do I want to do God's will? I'm just not sure how here. How can, I'm I'm not sure how how I can do both because they're kind of mutually exclusive. You're kind of you know you can't be a mom and a virgin. It just doesn't work biologically. You know it, like how 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 I want to do God's will. I just don't know how. So she's not doubting God's will. She just wants to know, how, how am I supposed to do this? Listen, you are to conceive and bear a son. You to name him Jesus. He will be great, be called son of, the, son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, forever, and his reign will have no end. That's impossible to any human being. You can't have a reign that has no end to any human being. A human's reign will last, what, 50, 60 years, maybe? Before they'll get knifed by their brother or something. Like, you know, it's, it, human reigns don't last. They can't. You have to pass it on, maybe, to your son, daughter, whoever it is afterwards. But, like, any one person, the reign will end. So, this reign will have no end. Mary says to the angel, how can this come about? Because, since I'm a virgin. And the answer the angel Gabriel gives is the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow. And so the child will be holy and will be called Son of God. The first words of the angel Gabriel are very easy for us to hear, and words that we would love to hear. Rejoice, Danny, the Lord is with you. Rejoice, Hannah, the Lord is with you. You know, rejoice. It, they, they're, they're lovely words to hear. Fantastic. As he continues to speak, though, he asks something of Mary. And this is where, I think for, for many of us, our faith hits a kind of a speed bump or hits maybe even a brick wall. As long as God is serving me and giving me what I want and providing for my needs, we're all good. You know, so that the Lord uh, appears in my life and he grants me, or you, 
wife and children and a job and a career and all this kind of thing. So that's, that's great, good, Lord, this is all great. But now if he wants something of me, if he asks, if he requires something from my side, I might even consider him demanding. I might even, even consider him out of order. I might even consider him needy. I might say, sorry, why, why would you need anything from me? You're God, just do it yourself. So in our lives then, when the Lord grants us so many things and blesses us and grants us things so that we can rejoice, you know, the day of a, of, of a wedding, the day of, of, of the birth of a child, the day of some celebration in our family, fantastic, these days of rejoicing, wonderful. But then when he asks of us, to gather around his table once a week. Oh, no, come on. Let's not exaggerate. Or when he asks us maybe to pray daily. Or then in our heart of hearts when he asks us to maybe renounce a certain TV show that we know is immoral or it's not good for our imagination. Or when he asks us to renounce a, a skirt which is all of six inches long uh, or, or alcohol, or com- a certain person, a com- company, which we know always leads us to drunkenness or always leads us to mistakes. So when God asks something of us, which again is all actually for our joy ultimately, we can resist and push back and say, sorry, what's this about? I thought you were here for my, you know, to grant me stuff, to grant me things, to make me happy. Now you're asking things of me. There may be other occasions then when his providence allows things that we don't want and things that are difficult, like the death of someone or an illness or a financial strain for whatever reason or addiction in the family. And again, we might be asking ourselves, like, hang on, I thought you, you had a plan for my, for my joy and you were going to provide for all of my needs and I pray, so what's the story? What's the problem? Why are you letting me down here? Why are things going wrong? I don't understand. I don't understand, and I actually, I, I dislike this, and maybe even I disagree with you, Lord. This is wrong. This shouldn't be happening. Why are you allowing this? This can be our, our struggle, you know, when, when things are challenging and difficult. So the Lord blesses us in many ways, all sorts of things, with <clears throat> health and uh, family and education and uh, roof over heads and food in our bellies and all the various joys of friendship and all the, the, lot, so many good things. But then when things go wrong or when there's something, some challenge, some difficulty, there can be an instant rebellion, an instant, an instant pushback, an instant rejection of God. And that's why I think we can learn so much from Our Lady's reaction. Our Lady did not fully understand what was happening. And she was perfect. And she was sinless. But yet she doesn't fully understand what's happening here. But she didn't need to. If she had needed to know more, God would have revealed more to her. He reveals what she needs to know. And then asks what of her? Asks faith as a response. Did Our Lady know, did she understand the answer to her question, how can this be since I am a virgin? And the angel Gabriel responds, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow and so the child will be holy and will be called Son of God. 
What does that mean? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to conceive. How, will, how, how, again, sorry, how do I conceive with God? What am I supposed to do? How does this, how does this work? No idea. No idea. No idea. Well, I mean, I, I, if I was her, and again, she's much more holy, obviously, <laughs> infinitely more holy than, than, than me, um, I would have no idea what that means. So, so I'll conceive big, by God. Okay. I don't know how that works, but it's never, obviously never happened in the history of humanity before either. So, uh, okay. And th- this is where we learn, as I say, so much from this response of faith of Our Lady. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Fiat mihi secundum verbum tuum. May it be done unto me according to thy word. May it be done unto me as you have said. I'm not going to say yes if and when and only if I understand. I say yes because it is your will and therefore it will work. Therefore it is right. Therefore it is good. And I won't limit what you can do in my life by my understanding of that will today. Because if I limit what God can do by my understanding, then if, if, if I make any steps at all, they'll be very small. Because we see life, we have basically have tunnel vision in life. We see a very, very short period of history, and we only see the part of history that, that involves us. So it's like we're looking constantly. We, it's like we have this, this, you know, looking through a kitchen roll or toilet paper roll. You know, we, we see very, very little history. The Lord sees the whole picture and sees the consequences and effects, the ripple effect of your actions in 20 years' time. So what he asks of us will work. What he asks of us is good. And while that's being realized and while all the pieces are being set up, he asks for faith. He asks you to respond in faith. But all of this is surrounded by his plan for your joy. Rejoice, so highly favoured, the Lord is with you. The Lord has a plan for your joy, for my joy. And at times that means going through the valley of darkness. At times that means times of grief and loss and failure and sin. But the Lord has a plan even, even in that. He doesn't want any of those negative things at all. But even those he can transform. The Lord has a plan. And that plan will be realized in me if I let him. But I can block it. My freedom can block the realization of that joy. It can. You look at people you know, who've gone off the rails, who've rejected God, people who've fallen into addiction, you know, their, their choices keep, draw, keep drawing them away from God despite his plan for their happiness. You look at people who've fallen into adultery and lost the respect of their family. That wasn't God's will, it wasn't God's plan for their joy or, or the joy of their children. The Lord knows what he's doing and this plan will be realized when I respond in faith. May it be done unto me according to your word, Lord. Our Lady is, is a prime example, for, not just for us, but for the whole church, 
of how to respond in faith. So we ask her today in this time of Advent to teach each one of us what it means to live according to that, that fiat, as, as it's often called in the church, fiat coming from the verb to, to, to do, may it be done unto me, may it be done unto me according to your word. Lord, may we live that fiat in, in our lives so that we may see the realization of your promised joy. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us uh, for these homilies on the internet, wherever you are watching us. Uh, it's a great honour and privilege that you would join us uh, on such a regular basis to share in our life here in Holy Family Mission. We're now eight years on the go, and then we've had the privilege of welcoming over 90 young people to take part in our year-long faith formation programme. Uh, and all of that is possible due to your donations, your support, your help and your prayers. So we're greatly, greatly appreciative of all that has been done here, uh, also through your support and your efforts. Uh, this is our fundraising Christmas appeal time of the year as well. So if any of you can or would like to support us, uh, we would be delighted if you could do so. We, maybe I shouldn't be saying all of this, but we uh, uh, charge our young people €4,000 a year to be here. It costs in our around €10,000. We subsidise the price then by running retreats here and by fundraising. That's how, that's how we, we work. So uh, thank you so much for all <coughs> that you can do to further the mission of Holy Family Mission, that we can continue to renew, reinvigorate and revive the faith here in this country and indeed abroad. God bless you.